Welcome to Hiraith, a home for the left in Wales. Welcome to the Hiraith podcast. If you like what you hear today, you can find out more on our blog, which is Medium, Hiraith Blog Cymru, at our Facebook page, Hiraith Blog Cymru, or on Twitter at Hiraith Blog. Today we are doing the first of our profiles, looking at the 2021 Senate elections, a year away from when they take place. And today we start with Welsh Labour. And we're happy to welcome our guest today. So first off, we've got the MP for Cardiff North, Anna McMorrin. Hello. We've got the MP for the Gower, Tonya Antoniazzi. Hello. And we've got the MS for Swansea East, Mike Hedges. Hello. Thank you all for, for coming today. Um, we wanted to kick off looking at uh, the fate of Welsh Labour and what's happened in the last few months to begin with. Obviously, there's a new leader of the Labour Party in Keir Starmer. Anna, do you think there's been a major change in political direction from Jeremy Corbyn, or do you think it's just a better communication strategy so far? <laughs> um, I think there's been a huge change so far. I mean, look, Keir has come in in the middle of a pandemic. You know, the selection where he found out he won was done with them all sitting at home. He had to do a video uh, saying how pleased he was he won. None of this is normal. So we can't really see things through the normal lens. But look, look at PMQs every week and his absolutely brilliant forensic, loyally, because it is, absolutely getting to the to the structures to the detail putting Johnson and before that Rab on the spot uh, and exposing the government for what they are just a bunch of charlatans so a huge change in direction a huge change in the way things are done and look a, a new shadow team as well and you know I'm really proud to be part of that shadow team so yeah very very different Tanya, would you agree? Do you think there's anything you've noticed since since the change in leadership? I think what I've noticed, I'm on the Parliamentary Labour Party uh, committee, and I think what I've noticed is a complete uh, change in tone. It's the first time that I've, I've I've been in the party that I feel like I've got a boss, I've got a leader, I've got direction. And this is no disrespect to Jeremy and Jeremy's team at all, even though I know it might come across like that. It's just... There is structure, there is thought, there is a, a sense of unity in the party with, with a calmness, really, that is giving us direction. And, and I, to highlight, really, what Anna said, we are in unprecedented times, and to become a leader of, of the, the Majesty's opposition in these times is, is something that we've never, ever seen before. So it is hard to measure. But I think uh, being part of the, the PLP, really the, the tone and the messaging that's been coming out to, to us as members of parliament has been very unifying, regardless of where people like to position themselves in the party, because I don't like playing those games. And I see myself uh, being able to relate to everybody and just doing the best job as an MP to, you know, to, to represent your constituency. Um, I've joined the front bench as a, a PPS to uh, an extremely important department, uh, the DWP department under Jonathan Reynolds, and I think that is going to be key going forward because to come out of this situation, we really do have to be fighting for every single penny from this government and looking after everybody that's been hit 
the hardest. Mike, have you noticed any change in mood amongst the assembly group at all since Keir has come in? No, what I have seen though is that the electoral calculus has seen us going backwards. Our electoral calculus is predicting we're going to lose Gower, the two seats in uh, Newport and Allen and Deeside. Uh, I speak of somebody who's fighting an election next year, so it gives me no pleasure to say we're going backwards. But I think that we do start really need to at least get back to where we were last December. That's got to be our first, uh, our first port of call, is to do no worse than we did in last December's election. What I would say to that, Mike, is we lo we badly lost the election in December, Mike, in the general election. It was the most appalling election. Uh, you know, we lost seats, we lost colleagues across in, in Wales and across the north, really good colleagues who've been there for years and years. Now, why on earth would we want to get back to there? Look, uh, of course, the Assembly elections is a very different matter. I mean, I don't um, and, and we're yet to see the the key bounce because we are in very different times at the moment. This is about a pandemic. It's dealing with the current crisis, and and in fact, Mark is dealing with it in Wales very very well. Mike, you were going to say? Do you follow electoral calculus? Because it's uh, I, I find it, especially in, in the year up to my election, something that I pay massive attention to, and it's showing us going backwards. Uh, no, it might be not, but what Look, you... electoral calculus showed me losing very badly in December, and I doubled my majority. But it, it got the, it got the result about right for the general election. Tonya, to what extent do you think that uh, coronavirus? What to what extent is coronavirus playing a, a part in this polling? Do you think? Well, look, Matt, I mean, what Mike is saying now, talking about electoral calculus, we know that it is very foolish to look at one polling in particular. We have to look across a wide range of polling. I think if we polled every week or every day at the moment, it would there would be quite a swing, because especially after what we've seen in the last, you know, 48 hours with Dominic Cummins. So, you know, the, the, the government isn't going to, Boris isn't going to have maybe the bounce that he had at the beginning and while he was in. But what we've got to look at is I have a marginal seat. This seat, we did not expect you know, me to win in 2017 or 2019. I lost some of my majority, and I know that I will never take this seat for granted. It's, it, it is representative of the people that are here. There's a complete mix from people who wanted you know, to leave the European Union and people that wanted to remain quite extremes in Gower, I'll be totally honest with you, and you don't expect that. So my point is, COVID, yes, it is having, having a difference, but it took us getting back into Parliament and having the hybrid proceedings to, for us to see um, our new leader of the Labour Party, Keir Starmer, show his mettle at the dispatch box. And, and as we've seen, which I think is absolutely brilliant, a chamber which is not full of the nonsense that we've had for years, which is the baying crowds, and you know it, it's being like a some kind of you know gladiatorial you know uh, battle. That's not what the, people are fed up with that type of politics now. We need to move on, and I think they really do appreciate being able to listen to what the prime minister and what the leader of the opposition are actually saying to each other, and it's shown up. It's shown up the flaws in this conservative government that well we knew existed but because you know Boris hid behind his bluster we've now got a leader that can pick that apart and we've got a coordinated team 
and of MPs and uh, of the Labour group in, in uh, Cardiff that are going to show them up for what they really are. And hopefully this will be mean that next year we're going to have a successful Assembly election. The polls are absolutely terrible at the moment, but they were for 2019. And we've got to make people see that Welsh Labour, what we have delivered in 20 years and the constraints of the UK government. Obviously, December was a terrible result for, for Labour. What have Labour learned since December that will mean that there's a different result next year? Mike? Well, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, uh, if, if you I sure that Tonya and Anna would say we've learned that, that we need a different leader to Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, I would say that, that we, the two lessons we really do need to learn is that we need to listen to the electorate. And if you read Lord Ashcroft's report, it, the big criticism of the Labour Party is we lecture, don't listen. And I think it's really important we get across to listening to listening to the electorate. Uh, the discussion on uh, Europe was one of those that they did drive it. But the other thing, they didn't think we were listening to them. Uh, the second thing is that we've got health problems in North Wales. I mean, uh, and I think that uh, that really does need to be addressed. Well, look, I, as anybody will tell you who was out on the doorsteps during that winter election, uh, it, it was a hard, hard-fought election. Uh, and door after door after door, it was, I'll vote for you, change your leader. I'll vote for you if it wasn't for Jeremy Corbyn. And that came across loud and clear. Uh, the issue of anti-Semitism was coming up time and time in, on doorsteps. You wouldn't think it was going to come, come up. It cut across. And what I'm really pleased to see Kia did on day one, take that action and be very, very clear about how welcome our Jewish members and the Jewish people, you know, my children are half Jewish. I know, I know the torment that they've gone through in school with some bullying um, when they were younger. But this is about, obviously, it's about more than one man, one leader. And this is about how we move forward now. And in Wales, of course, we've got a leader in Mark Drakeford. He, he's very clearly set out how he's dealing with this pandemic. It is very, very hard, as we've seen, to cut across through the UK media in a lot of this. And that is part of the problem. I think that those clear messages as we move forward about what we're doing in Wales that's different how we have benefited from a Labour government over the last 21 years, how education is devolved. Now, now we've got a whole host of lobby journalists in Westminster who actually know that education is devolved mm -hmm. to Wales, and they didn't, didn't know that before. Um, you know, we know that these are the things you come up against time and time again. It's like hitting your head on a brick wall, explaining devolution time and time again. But it's gotta get through to people how important that is. So you talk about getting through. Tanya, what, what are the barriers to success do you think Labour have in Wales? I think people uh, people's perception of politics and what a massive role it plays in their lives. A lot of the confusion that I get as a, as a Member of Parliament, and I'm sure Anna gets exactly the same, is people will be coming to you with issues that they don't realise are devolved to the Welsh Assembly. 
and it is around the media and it is around perceptions i mean what we we had was our first minister going out and he was on channel 4 news he was on every single media outlet national outlet over the weekend you know to just to, to, to stress that you know how the situation in wales is completely different and it seems that you know nicola sturgeon's getting more more playtime than airtime sorry than than our first minister is and that's and that's completely wrong so it's it's celebrating the excellent work that Welsh Labour has done over the last 21 years. And also, I mean, I saw this in education. This is a classic example of how Wales completely is leading the way. I mean, I was, I've taught, I came back to Wales in 2005. I've taught it, I've been on secondment to the regional consortia. I have worked extensively on the Welsh Government uh, hub platform which gives every single child that's in education up to the age of 18 online access to resources lessons and to microsoft and all of these tools for free there is no barrier to learning in wales and that is something that they don't know about it you know it's not happening in england they don't have the access so when they're having to talking about the issues that they're having with internet and 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 kind of platforms so i'm speaking up i'm telling Kira, i'm telling everybody look what we've got in wales we are leading the way in education and we that message needs to get out there because there are some great things going on. I know that Mike has highlighted some of the health problems that we've got in some of the health boards. Yes, nobody is perfect, but the, the work that is done in the Welsh Assembly by Welsh Labour is outstanding and it's world-class in many, many areas. The, the barrier is how do we get that out to people? How do people know? How do my constituents know? They need to know. It, they've had a rebrand of, of, of the Welsh Parliament now. Let's hope that that works. Um, and we've just got to keep on getting that message out there and have a more consistent approach with our leadership team. And Kia has got extremely good, you know, Welsh uh, MPs on his team. He's getting hammered all the time to, to know what is going on in Wales and get that message out there. You talk about the prominent roles that both Mark and Kia have had during the COVID-19 crisis. In 2017 and 2019, you saw two general election campaigns, one run in 2017 more by Carwyn Jones in Wales and one in 2019 run more by uh, Jeremy Corbyn. Do you, who do you think will be fronting the campaign in 2021 in Wales? Do you think he will play a, a, a prominent role or do you think it will mainly be Mark? It'll have to be Mark Drakeford, because uh, he's the one standing to be First Minister. Key will come and support him as will other, I hope, uh, prominent Labour MPs. And I hope they'll come along supporting uh, members in the more difficult seats we've got. And But I think that it's got to be Mark. Mark is standing for First Minister. Keir isn't. And can I just add one thing to what uh, Tonya said? What we haven't got in Wales is lots of private companies trying to run schools for the benefit of the company, not for the benefit of the children. Do you think the Conservatives will be so keen to use Paul Davis, or do you think they'll send in Boris or whoever's leading the Conservative Party. <laughs> I don't know if they want to send, do they really want to send Boris in now? <laughs> will Boris be there? <laughs> yeah, will he be there? But also, you know, he's doing himself so much damage, you know, and, and judging by my inbox, hearing from people who don't normally write uh, to their MP and have never written before, uh, people not engaged in politics, you know, we are seeing a shift here. So that, that will be interesting in itself. But I, I think 
it's got to be Mark who leads this in Wales. He's he's standing there to be first minister, um, to lead the government in Wales. It's got to be him that fronts it. Of course, very, very closely and strongly supported by Keir um, and, and the other shadow cabinet and front bench. Um, and we'll all play a part. You know, I know that Tonya and I will be supporting our... Um, our, our candidates in our own constituencies to make sure that we get as many seats back in uh, to the Assembly and to the Parliament um, as possible. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, it's got to be Mark Drakeford. I mean, there's no way that anybody else... <laughs> this is Mark Drakeford, Mark Drakeford's government. He wants to be re-elected. He's been doing a brilliant job since he's been in post. And I just think, you know, this is what we need to move forward. Um, Kia will be there to be supportive. He is the leader of UK Labour and Mark is the leader of, of, of Welsh Labour. So let's go for it. I, you know, I just, as far as I'm concerned, um, it, 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 it's, not even, it's not even debatable. It's not even on the cards that it would be anybody else but Mark. This is something I'm, I'm a bit interested in coming from different perspectives, both from either end of the M4. Not that we've seen the M4 in God knows how long, but <laughs> do, we, do we think that there's a clearer relationship between Mark and Kia than there was between Mark and Jeremy or do you think they're capable of working together in a different way? Obviously Mark was called Cardiff's Corbyn for quite a while but is he more similar to, to Kia? I worked with Mark for a long long time. I first uh, worked with him when I was a special advisor in the Welsh Government uh, when he was head spad in, in 2008. He has got a a, you know, a hard head on him. Mm. He is governed by policy and decision making of what's for the best for people of Wales. He's he's not a Corbyn, you know. And this whole thing of putting people in boxes and uh, um, we've, we've we've passed that. It's now looking at who do we want to be representing us in Wales, making sure that we're standing up for the people of Wales and. I know that Mark can do that exceptionally well, and he's shown to do that throughout this crisis. Media aside, who've been pretty bad on this, he has been absolutely fantastic through this. So, you know, of course, there have been errors across the board, and I, because this is an ever-changing crisis, it's very, very difficult to know. Uh, that the steps you're taking, the decisions you're making are going to be the best ones. But I know that I'm being contacted all the time saying, I'm so glad I live in Wales and not England. Yes. Mm. And I think that is really, really critical and just speaks volumes for Mark's leadership on this crisis. I can start off with saying I agree with everything Anna just said. I think that uh, Mark is a centre-left politician. He certainly isn't anywhere near near the position that Jeremy Corbyn and others around him uh, take. Uh, and if you put him in historical con uh, context, he's probably more like Harold Wilson of uh, recent prime ministers. Do you, do you, so, Mike, do you consider Mark's tenure as Labour leader to be a success so far? If we go go back in time a bit to the time before COVID. It isn't, it's difficult. I think the answer is, is yes, but uh, would I have liked to have seen more? Yes, I would, but it's, it certainly hasn't been a failure. It's been very much a continuation of where we were with Carwin. I think that uh, 
math has very much carried on with the same people doing the same jobs uh, and uh, with the same policies that, that, that went there when the car went. So I think it's been one of the most seamless uh, changes of leadership I think the world's ever known. Anna, Tonya, do you think Mark would still win the Welsh Labour leadership election if it was held now? But I, I don't see why not. I mean, I, I, I didn't um, support Mark in, in the leadership, um, but I have no, I mean, I, I think he's an absolutely sterling job and and I and I've I can't fault him at all. I think that uh, we we need continuity. I'd be happy to see Mark continue. Of course, people can't go on forever and ever. But I think that our main focus is to get the best deal for Wales. You know, get through the you know the COVID pandemic, which could be with us for at least another year, um, which will take us into the assembly elections. And I think this is where. Mark is really showing his mettle and he's been absolutely brilliant. So I'm happy with him as the leader. I don't think there's any reason to be looking elsewhere. I think he's got a really sound team. He's got Jeremy Miles, Lee Waters, uh, Rebecca Evans, Julie James. You know, I'm not going to go through all of them, but his team is not to be messed with. They're really, really strong. And um, I, I think it, it, it bodes well for the future. It's people understanding and realising how the Welsh Parliament works, how the funding comes from, from the Welsh Government, how we are not getting what we deserve uh, and what is our fair share. And it's not about putting a begging bowl out, it's about getting what you need in order to deliver um, in government for the people of Wales. So that is a, a very big message that we need to get out there as politicians. Yeah, yeah. Look, as I said, I think Mark's doing a fantastic job, and uh, and I think the focus needs to be on winning as many seats as possible next year to continue being a very, very strong government in Wales. Um, to to stop pushing through more legislation, I want to see that being pushed through, uh, using the tax raising powers that we've now got in Wales to greater effect. I want to see that happening more. Uh, and, you know, just being a very strong presence throughout the whole of Wales. And I think that's, uh, that can be done. You know, uh, Mark said when he, when he came into this um, that he didn't want to be leader forever, that he would do a few years, um, possibly in, I think I'm right in saying, into the next uh, term and then stand down. So we may well, middle of next uh, parliamentary term be into a new leadership election and then things will have all changed then. Mike, you, you mentioned in your answer you wanted to see more. Do you think there is a dissent amongst the left of the party, both with Mark and Keir potentially, that could play a part in next election or do you think that's neither here nor there? Well, I think we're all going to uh, rally around whoever the leaders are and support them and try and get the best possible results we can have. And if that's what Mark, whether you would win an election or not, that's purely uh, academic because there's no methodology which exists to, to a Mark to be challenged. So as there is in Westminster, where the leader can be challenged, no, no way whatsoever. So even if every assembly member wanted to challenge him, it can't happen. So Mark is going to be there for the election, no matter what, that as long as he stays, uh, uh, he stays out of uh, 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 his, sorry, as long as his health stays, and therefore he's fit enough to do it. But it's his choice, and it will be his choice only between now and the election. The election may well change things, either for the better or for the worse. What, what do you think has had this effect on Welsh Labour in their 
polling in Wales where we've once been so strong? Well, because we've been in power for 21 years and, you know, it's very difficult in any situation to think, to think of any similar situation. We've been a successful government. Yes, we've had, we've had a coalition government during that time. We've had ups and downs. But, you know, in Wales, devolution, if you, you've got to remember, it's very, very young. 21 years is still very young for a new parliament, for a country to be making its own legislation, its own laws. We are coming into our own now. And Welsh Labour has shown it can rise to the challenge each time, which is why people have depended on us and, and, and voted for us in those elections. And there have been some quite difficult elections during those times. Uh, um, I was a special advisor during the coalition time, and actually that worked, did work very well in government then. Um, so that can be done, but look, it's, it's not gonna be an easy task next year. To stand on your record of 21 years and argue why we don't want change here. But I think the people of Wales are actually a lot more savvy. They, they, they can see that they've got a good leader, they've got a good, um, the, the Welsh Labour is strong. It's delivered on every area that we have devolved responsibility. And not only that, but it has pushed the boundaries of devolution uh, from where we started, um, where we, we, we succeeded in getting that devolution settlement in 97. We've expanded, we've not, now got tax raising powers. We want to expand that even further. And I think by strengthening who we are as a parliament, as a government, that can only take us on to bigger and better things in, with Welsh Labour. I think the interesting thing of recent elections is Cardiff North was always a landslide seat for Labour. If we had a landslide, we'd win it every other time we didn't. We now hold, with Anna having a reasonably good majority, Cardiff Central likewise, where we've got seats in uh, North Wales, which have traditionally been Labour like Wrexham, which we managed to, managed to lose. So I think we really do need to mm. listen. I think, I think if there's one thing I think that Welsh Labour need to do is go out and listen to the electorate. We might not like everything they, they, they tell us, but we need to go and listen to them and find out what they are saying. And more listening and less preaching will do us an awful lot of good. Well, it's, actually, it was a point that Mike has brought up now, which I think is really important. I think um, Anna and myself, since 2017, are a bit of a new breed of, uh, new breed of uh, politician in a way that we do do a lot in the constituency and are very, very hands-on. And we do listen very, very much. Uh, I think the, the work is going to need to be done in North Wales. We've really got to... Ken Skate has, has been doing some fantastic work in the, the North Wales task force. And we that has got to... The, keep going we've got to keep our focus we've got to make sure that we don't lose seats in north wales and that is key and as mike said yes we've all gone out and had those awkward conversations and we know what they were about they were about brexit they were about jeremy they were about anti-semitism but we fronted up 
you have those conversations, you listen, and you work with people. And people can't take that away from you. If they know and they understand where you're coming from and what, what you stand for, then, then they, they, they'll put that cross in the box next to your name. And that is really, really important. That's what we've got to make sure that happens and that we do deliver in North Wales and we do engage with everybody and keep those seats. Because losing those parliamentary seats in 2019 was really really tough and a very bitter pill to swallow and we cannot be in that situation again we cannot allow it to happen so tony you talk about north wales and mike earlier talked about you know difficult seats um do you see where do you see the battlegrounds being in next year's election I mean, you know, from my experience on the, and Anna can back me up here, you know, since uh, we've gone back to Parliament and we've been sitting on the, the Welsh Affairs Select Committee, you can see where, where they've got new Tory MPs. So you're, you're looking at Wrexham, you're looking at Ennis Morn, Dellin, and they're, they're out for us. You know, they will put they, the spin that they are putting on uh, the, the Welsh Labour government is quite horrific. And we've got to counteract that by putting them straight all of the time and making sure that the people know what the situation really is and that these people, the Tories, do not want devolution in Wales. They do not want any more devolution. They just basically want everything to come from Westminster because that's where they're in power and that's where they're going to be in power for the next four years. So the gloves really are off and we have got to take the fight to them and, and just let people know the brilliant things we are doing and what we want to do and evolve and bring to North Wales and right. the rest of Wales. So Tonya talked about going on the offence in a sort of a, you know, messaging sense. Do you think next year will be an offensive or a defensive election for Welsh Labour? Well, look, I, I don't know what the strategy that Welsh Labour is going to choose, but what I do know is that it, there's, there is certainly populism is playing a huge part in our politics now, and Wales hasn't escaped it. So we have to counteract that. You know, that, that, is, what the Tor that, that is how the Tories fight their elections. And that's what Tanya was just describing, is pure Trumpism, populism, yes. which is on the rise across the world. And we've seen it with Boris, we've seen it this afternoon mm. with Cummings' press conference. You know, it is, when is the last time that a chief special advisor hosts their own press conference in Downing Street? You know, that, that alone is breaking the, the rules. Yeah, and the, and the truth is, sorry for butting in, but the, the, the truth is people have made massive sacrifices over the last 10 mm -hmm. weeks. Huge, huge sacrifices, which I think what we're living through is going to change their politics. They yeah. are so, so fed up and let down by the man that they only just only voted in in, in December. His reign is not going to be there for much longer. You know, it can't be. And and I think when we talk about Trumpian politics, we're seeing that now, and it doesn't wash with people, not after the sacrifices they've made. And once they've seen, well, well they know what has been going on in Wales is a completely different tack. And that is the, the way out of COVID and the route map that we've got in Wales is safe, it's secure, it's clear. And that is what people want. They need that security because they feel vulnerable. And that is what Welsh Labour is good at. It's good at providing that safety net for people and being for, there for them. And, you know, 
because of the sacrifices that everybody is making and has made over these last two months, that really hits home. So for a special, for a special advisor to trot out in front of journalists in the back of Downing Street to talk about how he's a special case, just doesn't wash. So I'm going to ask one quick question to sort of wrap us up. Um, what do you think would be a successful night for Welsh Labour come May next year? Do you think a success will only be measured if there's a majority or 30 seats, or do you think being a strong partner in a coalition will be a success? Success is 31 seats, and the, I, I, I haven't seen a list, but I would imagine the seat up to the seats we don't hold at the Assembly now, Ronda and Aberconnoy are going to be very close to the two seats we're looking to win, uh, and to hold all the seats we're holding now. I think that's, that's what success is. What would be a disaster if we, if we wouldn't be the largest party? I think that would be that would be a disaster if either Plaid Cymru or the Tories were the largest party. So we want the majority. Being the largest party would be disappointing, but that's what we are now. Uh, and the more seats we have, the better. Not not being the largest party would be would be a disaster. Yeah, I totally agree with Mike. We've got to go. We've got to go for the win. We've got to be on the uh, you know not on the defence, on the offensive. We've got to be going and trying to keep and win seats and be ambitious. And I think that's where we will make a difference. I absolutely agree. We need to win a majority. Um, 30, 31 seats would be that, and that is a win. Um, you know, if any less than that, uh, and we will need to work together to, to build some sort of coalition, as we have a kind of coalition now working with Kirsty and Davidel in, in the cabinet. And um, look, you know, we're seeing across Europe more and more governments working together as coalitions. Um, and we've seen it, you've got it in New Zealand as well with Jacinda Ardern. She's doing an absolutely brilliant job leading the world in this pandemic in, with her leadership. So, you know, we can, I want us to see us win back as the biggest party, but I think it's not losing if we can constructively work with other people to create a good, strong government. Well, thank you very much for all your answers. Um, and thank you for contributing today. Um, if people wanted to uh, find out more about you or hear more from you, what would be the best way, what's your Twitter handles, etc., Mike? Best thing for anybody to do is email me. And I, I reply to all emails within 24 hours. Email me if you want to talk to me. Thank you, Mike. Tonya? Yeah, similarly to Mike, although I don't reply to all of mine personally because it's impossible, please email, that will get to me, and also Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But if it's a direct request for anything in, you know specific, it, the best way to do it is through email. Thanks. Yeah, same here. Email me is the best way to get hold of me. But if you want to know what I'm doing or, or just message me, then I'm on Twitter, what's social, Facebook, Instagram. So, yeah, get in touch. All right, well, thank you so much, all of you, and uh, have a lovely rest of your evening. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.